Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. I can see all obstacles in my way. Gone are the dark clouds that had me blind. It's gonna be a bright, 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 sunshiny day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to New York Talk. This is the Rother United podcast. The intro has come out again. It may come out one more time this season. Who knows? Um, <laughs> thank you all for being with us. We are getting into the business time of the season. Nine games left, starting on Saturday, ending in about six or seven weeks' time. It's getting serious now. Um, so we'll look ahead to the whole game on Saturday for the start of the run. Um, we have the rearrangement's been confirmed. We'll talk about the Cardiff game um, being rearranged to the dismay of some people in South Wales. Um, and we've got to briefly talk about Tony's trip to North Macedonia, um, which came out of nowhere, to be honest with you. But we'll, we'll give it the the talk about that we have. We don't have much to say about it, but we'll, we'll go, through, go through the uh, to what we have. Uh, Mick, Mick is doing with us. How are you doing? All good, mate. Thank you. All good. Thank you. Are you? Yeah, not bad. Are you um, you know, going to continue with these rain songs and, until we play them, or are you going to knock it on Ed now? You've have you run out of songs yet? No, no. There's still loads of songs to go, but I thought you know, just <laughs> give it till till see if we get our six point deduction, which has been asked for. Uh, that doesn't seem to have happened. So um, I've tried to influence the EFL. <clears throat> Um, in my own special, in my own little way, but didn't seem to work. So, um, you know, I think as uh, as Nick Henderson's just put there in the comments, that ship sailed. <laughs> Indeed, it has. Uh, and Tom, how are you doing, Tom? I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to be back. Good to have you with us. Um, let's start with the Cardiff nonsense, shall we? Because let's just tick it off the list. The game has EFL have done an investigation. Um, tonight rained quite a lot in a short space of time. The game obviously has to be replayed. There are no circumstances, in my understanding, where the game could have been replayed at 48 minutes onwards or to or for the EFL to determine the game starts at 1 0. Taking his hats off where we try to wind Cardiff fans up for a serious minute, Mick. 
This mm. is the only outcome. This was the only possible outcome that could have been into it. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't even know why why it's up for debate. I don't understand. I don't understand what all the fuss is about. Um, there's there's precedents been set throughout the years in relation to incidents like this. It, it, I, I don't I don't get it. I genuinely don't get it. And it's just an indication as to how mental social media can be at times, isn't it? You know, it just it makes no sense whatsoever. But we've 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 got the. I mean the the the, the result. That everybody expected, everybody, every right mind, right-minded person, anybody who knows anything about football expected, um, and and we move on. Well, we move on. It would appear some others don't, but that's you know, that's how it is, isn't it? Yeah. The power says what under the bridge now, correct? <laughs> um, Tom, like, like Mick says, I mean, there are precedent in England for games to be restarted from the beginning. There, as mm. far as I'm aware, certainly in England or in the English football league. There is no precedent to, to not start from the beginning. So, I'll be honest with you. I don't really understand the, the unhappiness of the decision from Cardiff. It's expected. I don't know. I don't really know what they wanted. Being realistic, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it's, it's just bore out of frustration, isn't it? Because it's a potential six pointer. They're one nil up in in the second half. Obviously, you never know where it's going to go, but. Yeah, you, you can kind of understand the frustration on that regard. But then again, like you're saying, there's no other way to really do it unless we let them uh leads aston villa-esque and let them walk through and score a goal in the first 30 seconds which then again that kind of you know helps us as well you know whatever but um unless that happens then you can't really do anything about it so um yeah i guess yeah they're just gonna have to just suck it up and 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 play again and, and hope well you know for, for their sake, they're gonna, you know, um, they're gonna want a result. But um, yeah, I, I think we'll be at better strength when we play them next. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I, I can see the frustration, and I think every, I think every football fan can see the frustration. Um, it's just a case of being logical about it and, and subjective. You have to say this is the right, this is the outcome that would have always happened. Mm. You just put your sensible hat on for a minute sometimes, don't you? That, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Take the football hard, which is hard. Yeah. I think I think the reality is that if we'd have been winning one nil at half time and the same thing happened, I, I'm I'm absolutely positive we wouldn't be having this conversation. I'm you absolutely know, we, well, yeah. we'd have been stood there saying, Oh god, it's gonna get abandoned and we, we're gonna have to start from nil 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 yeah. again. You know, that that would have just been a given. I mean, mm. yeah, obviously you can't you can't say that and I, and I know that like every football club, we've got our own band of deaf supporters but I don't think it would have gone on for this long no. uh, even if it had gone on at all you know mm. it, it was just the outcome was absolutely inevitable mm. yeah 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 um yeah and as few people have mentioned if they if we, they were losing one nil we wouldn't have heard anything either uh, it's just because yeah. they were winning. They were winning the game. only one nil, bear in mind. It wasn't you know they weren't four nil up. There are teams who have been four one up, three one up, and the games have been abandoned and replayed from from nil nil. Mm. So we're going over all ground. Tom brought it up there, Mick, and I, I, I did think that what the, if the club was being really, really, really sportsman like they could allow Kai to score an early goal within the first few seconds from kickoff. What would your thoughts and feelings be to that? For the, let's put again <clears throat> hypothetical. Matt Tiller says you know. X, Y, and Z, we think it's a sporting thing to do. How would you feel about that? Uh, I guess 
the, there's there's two parts to that question, isn't there? I can I can see the I can see the argument for it. Yeah, I can absolutely see the argument for it. But if we're sitting one point above the drop zone and they're safe, not happening yeah. because there's, there's 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 far more important things to consider there. Um, yeah, from a sporting point of view, that yeah maybe there's an argument for it, but I can't. It's not a very strong argument, is it? Not really. No. Is, I, I yeah. don't think it'll happen. I don't, yeah. it, you know, it's it, it would be very sportsmanship to do it. Um, and if we did do it, uh, I don't think anyone would be. I think I think people would be annoyed. But then again, you'd have to again, you'd take you you put your sensible hat on and go. Maybe fair enough. And then you've got a whole ninety minutes rather than forty five to come back. Um, but yeah, it's never going to happen um, because now we've got a fresh start and we're obviously going to take it. Um, so yeah, I, I don't see why they would, but some some people might have done. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, if we're safe, I think we should do it. It almost winds them up a bit more, a bit further. Yeah, <laughs> um, very fair point. If, if we're safe, I, I I would not be against it at all. But again, that sort of maybe takes away the sport inside of it, really, doesn't it? If if you if you're safe, and it doesn't matter. Um, Jalen Sims is absolutely not. Truth travels. Ron says Sodom will play him again and not wind up. Um, you did it in the truth. But let's see what happens. Remember, you're all laughing about it. Yeah, we laughed. We laughed. It's funny. Um, Josh Hensif says, can't see them telling him to do that while we're still in a relegation battle. Nicholas Gibbon yeah. says, yeah, it'd be silly. Are you a seed 19? Could see the previous manager giving a chance, but under uh, giving it, but under Matt Taylor, no chance. Um, if it's the other way around, would they do it? Probably not. Um, but you know, that's where we are. Um, yeah. Anything else that you want to cover from the Cardiff game? We did it. We did a full episode on it somehow. Yeah, we did. <laughs> um, hopefully, hopefully, we, this is the last time we have to talk about the rain. I, I, I checked the long forecast, and there's no rain scheduled at the minute for the 25th of April. We just don't know. You just don't. Well, know. Um, we all taking umbrellas to that game just in case. <laughs> and there's, there's, there needs to be some sort of uh, marking of the uh, of the occasion, doesn't there? That would be genius if every single fan had an umbrella and just put it on. <laughs> yeah. I was all good ponchos, no little plastic. Yeah, yeah. You're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> that. Um, yep, yeah, so that's that one ticked off. Let's talk about internationals. Let's go back to the internationals very briefly because the only one that, took, that, that played after we recorded last, I think, was Chio, uh, who then won man of the match um, against France. Um, Tom. I don't know if you watched the game. I should ask first of all, did you watch the game? No. I, what was it on? Was it on Via uh, Play? Play or Via Play or whatever yeah. it's called? No, I, I saw the highlights. Um, mm. Yeah, I, he didn't. He didn't do much on the highlights, so I'm just going to take people's word for it. And <laughs> I think he won one of the matches. He played well. Um, yeah. But yeah, did you, did you see what he said afterwards though about how it's like um, kept his dream alive or something? Yeah, uh, in the Premier League, and it's a bit. It's 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 one of those comments where you think, yeah, fair enough. You've you, you've played well against World Cup finalists and and the World Cup champions, and it's but but it's one of those where it's like it, it's kind of almost every, every chance he gets to be a bit a big media. You know, he's kind of saying, look, I, I do want this big move, um, and that's not to say that it's not deserved or whatever. But it just it, it, it's it's a bit. I don't know when I read it, I wasn't. I was a bit originally frustrated and then I was like, fair enough. But, you know, that frustration comes from the fact that it just seems like he's always trying to get a move whenever he's he's, he's mm. interviewed on a bit of a public 
stage. And again, like I said, fair enough, I'd do the same if, if I was in his position mm. because he does want to play in the Premier League and that kind of proved that maybe he would be good there. But it, it, yeah, it is with one of them comments that, again, he's done it again where it's kind of like, mm. but, you know. I think he's a bit like previous manager. I think he's too honest for his own good. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't think I don't think he likes giving non-answers. Yeah. Um, which I sort of don't mind because it's honest and you, and you, you get to sort of see the real person. What, what you see from Chio in from an interview is that's Chio, I think. Yeah. Um, but but then I was about to say, I was about to say then, Mick, that he needs to be a bit smart and a bit cleverer. But he clearly is. That's, this is just how he wants to conduct himself, I suppose. Mm. So from that point of view, you're saying, well, if you're being you, then we can't really dig him out too much for that. No, why would you? He wants to play in Premier League. Well, you know, if, if somebody's going to ask him, do you want to play in Premier League? He's going to say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's not going to, you know, he's not going to go, oh, no, 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 I'm going to commit my time to, uh, to Rotherham and uh, see my career out there or, or whatever, whatever. You know, you know, he's got a dream to play in Premier League. Mm. Uh, in terms of his performance for, for Ireland, I thought we were okay. I'm, I, yeah. I mean, it was good. Probably Aaron's best, Ireland's best player. Yeah, it probably was, yeah. He probably was, uh, but he didn't pull any trees up particularly. He didn't create anything necessarily. You know, if I'm a Premier League scout looking at hit, looking at that game, I'm not necessarily saying that he stands out as a potential Premier League player at the moment. He's still got a lot of work to do. Yeah, he was he was man of the match for Ireland. There's no question about that. And 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 yet he did cause France some problems, um, but. It, it was just for me. It was more a typical rather than United performance from him, you know. Mm. Lots and lots of um, lots and lots of sort of decent runs and jinking runs and everything else, but no real end result. Um, so yeah, look, it, it either stays or he doesn't. Um, I suspect. I suspect he'll probably he will probably go. And if he does, good luck to him. I hope he gets what he wants. But he's got some more development to. To get under his belt before he's uh, he's Premier League standard. Mm. Yeah. Uh, John Rell says he's living in Carl Cuckooland if he thinks he's going to get a big move to the Premier League at the minute. <laughs> um, possibly. Uh, John Simpson, he seems to turn it on for the big games. He is inconsistent, which put, it will put clubs off. Yeah. I mean, you've got to assume that's why clubs in January didn't stump up the big money for him. Um, yeah. You never know. It might, his dream might, it might be in and out of the Championship with Rotherham. Hopefully, <laughs> the top door. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he, he was very, very good. I, I, I agree. I, I don't think he was outstanding. I just thought it was very good hmm. um, in a team that was sitting in a bit. Because you're going to sit in against France, aren't you? You're not, you're not going to be out and out attack. Good game, though. I, I thought it was a really, really enjoyable game, to be honest with you. Hmm. Yeah, it was. Um, but, you know, more interesting than some England games. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Uh, any other internationals we need to cover? Victor, Victor didn't get another appearance, but again, to be expected. Um Fergie and Washington lost to Finland as we recorded on Sunday. Yelda played for Norway under 21s. I think it's his third, second or third appearance, but they lost as well. Um, I don't think there was many successes from many of our players that went across to international <laughs> games. Um, no, no. Nicholas Skimmer, Bailey Wright, yeah. He lost as well when he played. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Australia played Ecuador twice, beat him in the first game, which Bailey Wright didn't play in. Bailey Wright then played. They then lost, yeah. uh, which is unfortunate. But you know, mm. it is what it is. Uh, any other international roundups we need to do? 
from our playing wise. I can't, I can't, I think we've ticked them all off there, haven't we? Yeah, mm, I think so. Yeah, um, sticking with the international theme, uh, we've got to talk about Tony Stewart's trip to Macedonia, North Macedonia, I should say. Um, <laughs> this is weird. This is this, this is really strange. Um, if you've not seen this, it came up on the Twitter feed, on the Facebook feed, sorry, of FC Vostok, is it? Bosca. FC Bosca, who are a second-tier North Macedonian team. Um, it appears like Tony Stewart's just gone to Macedonia in an international break, to be honest with you. Um, he's met up with uh, the, the, the the dignitaries is not the right word, but the big big wigs at I said big wigs. It's a second tier North Macedonian team. So they're not that big wig, big wigs, but he's met up with them for unclear, to be honest with you. Make of you, have you what are you making of this? Because it's one of those things that I think happens with a lot of clubs, to be honest with you. I'm not convinced for the club we're very happy it's been sort of publicised in this way because why why would it be? It's very peculiar, isn't it? Yeah. It's really weird. Um, and I don't really know what to make of it, if I'm honest. Um, I'm, I, it doesn't fill me with any sort of um, enthusiasm or hope that it's going to bring massive massive investment into club or any form of investment into club, to be honest no. with you. Um, it, it, I, I don't know whether it's, whether it's taken out of context. Having, having said that, having listened to the interview, with, with Tony Stewart, there's, it, it, I don't think he has been taken out of con- context. He's talking about working with his chap, and maybe there's things that can be done in the future, and and then so on and so forth. It just seems weird. It, weird. It, it, yeah, it does. Um, and and my gut, my gut says it, it rings a few alarm bells with that. With in my gut. If, um, mm. if that's, a, if that's a, a, the right kind of phrase. But we'll have to wait and see, see how it pans out. Yeah. Uh, if anybody sees the picture, we tweeted it out. They gave him a, they gave Tony, Tony Stewart a shirt that said Tony with an I, Tony Stewart. Um, <laughs> so they've called him the homework on who or the guy they were, they were entertaining. Um, yeah. I mean, if you haven't yet, Google the owner of this football club. I'm not going to say too much on here because I don't want to, you know, put ourselves in any sort of issues with uh, some people. But he's, the, the guy's name is Nefsit Uzini. Just if you Google the, the owner of FC Vostok, he is a character. Um, and if the reports are to believe, not a great character, but I'll let you do the Googling. Um, yeah, have a I look. Think, bear in mind what we said previously and what we know from what we all know from experience you don't put too much credence on what you read on the internet yeah it depends but it depends which news you know it depends how many news sites you look at and then yeah, yeah. anyway yeah. um yeah tom very strange completely out of the blue um again I don't, I don't think the club will be happy it's come out this way because these type of things like to be controlled particularly by the high level english football clubs and yeah it's not been not come out in the best way yeah, I, I, all I saw was with your guys' uh, tweets, and I, I I just thought it was something funny. I, I didn't really look into it. <laughs> Looking into it now, it, I, I'm so I'm really confused. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I don't understand it at all. Um, fair fair enough. I, um, 
I, I think that reaction, Tom, is, was, was what my reaction yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well. Mm, uh, okay. No, I, I didn't. Yeah. No. <laughs> when you got when you guys were mentioning North Macedonia again, I just thought you were kidding around, and he's just gone there. To <laughs> I didn't realize this was a genuine. So, so he's sorry. So he's, he's invested. <laughs> so basically, so the story is that Tony has gone over to to FC Vost, Vosca. It looks to be in the international breaks. I think not. I think there's a picture of him watching the national team play. I think. Um, he has pictures with him watching FC Vosca as well. Um, and he talks in the in like a four minute video on, on YouTube, four or five minute video yeah. on YouTube about Tony having a look around what I assume were his buildings, which continue to allegedly illegally built in certain areas, allegedly. Um, as well as watching the football, Tony's talking about making partnerships uh with the club. Um, yeah, I mean. Maybe he's looking to expand. Um, in that case, it's 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 a positive sign. Trying to go, um, trying to make partnerships across the globe. North mm. Macedonian second league, though, is a very odd choice. Um, but it, it, if you look at the positives from it, you can look at it as a as a term, in terms of a business plan. It's it's trying to get the Rotherham United name out there. It's trying to, um, mm. you know, make connections with people. You know potential investors you never know how rich these people are um you never know what the characters are like like you said but um yeah um but but yeah you just i don't know come come the end of the season i think things will be a lot clearer about the the the, the goal for what this partnership is um so i think it, and, and maybe until more information comes out maybe just take it at face value as being a, a kind of global expansion i guess I, I this is perplexed me genuinely this is ridiculous yeah it uh, would surprise me for a club to put out a statement a very brief statement at some point in the next four to four hours just yeah. this is just this is you know it's been over to a look at some partnerships this that and the other um i'd like to i'd like to see something because it, it it just leaves us wondering doesn't it it just leaves us wondering is, is he looking to sell which i don't think he is he's looking for somebody to invest the money and if he is, is that a legitimate source of income? Would the AFL even allow it? If you look into this guy, would the AFL even allow it? it yeah. It then leaves quite a lot of questions that probably aren't necessary, but there are yeah. questions raised from a four-minute video. Um, Peculiar. Yeah. Uh, IOC19 says the first title he read about him on Google was that he swore at a journalist after asking him an awkward question. Yeah. Yeah, come back. He did. It's in Macedonia, but there is a video of it. Um John Morell says now it becomes clear where the funds for the January <laughs> signings have come from. Um, yeah. We will um we'll see. We'll, we'll keep yeah. we'll keep digging what we have. As you can imagine, there's not much on the internet of the football club FC Vosca. Um mm, yeah. a bit on the owner, which I do win. I recommend you have a look at. Um yeah. Let's move on. Because I don't know what else to say. Yeah. I don't have anything else. Um, yeah, I'll take that off my list as well because we've covered that now. Yeah, um, again, on on, on talking of dodgy football clubs, Reading, um, they Paul Ince has said today that they are expecting within the next 24 to 48 hours a six point deduction to be applied from their not keeping of the regulations they agreed 12 months ago. Which, again, again, we await EFL clarification. I don't expect much clarity in that clarification. Um, 
Tom, it's a difficult situation to look at, really, because we don't know the reasons for it, really. And even when the EFL tell us, we'll probably still not the reasons because it's all technical mm. jargon, probably. Yeah. Um, but it puts Reading in a poor situation. From, from a neutral point of view, it's not mm. really fair. Reading have really got the job done in terms of safety. And now they're being bunged back right into, into Maya. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's good for us, isn't it? Because it's, it's, mm. it's you know... Um... You know, another club down there that might, you know, struggle because um, God knows both games that we played against them, we looked like the better side and we looked like we didn't really deserve to lose. I know that we did um, one of them, but um, no, it, it's a shame for their football supporters because obviously, like you said, they thought that, you know, they're, they're high and dry, that, you know, they're safe. But it's, yeah, it's always it's always a bit of a shambles when your club has points deducted because this always means that something behind the scenes isn't going right. And to get into the politics of it, it, it indicates that there's a lot of stuff wrong behind it. But then again, like, you, like you're saying, we might not understand the technical stuff, but if they have broken specific things and uh, they deserve to be punished the same, it's the same with Wigan. You know, it's a shame for them and what's happened with them. But if they're not paying their players on time and clearly the players are frustrated as well, um, and they did, you know, they deserve the point deduction or, or whatever uh, punishment comes to them. Um, so that's that's you know, all you really got to say on it. Really, is that if it's a fair, if it's a justified um, punishment, then then fair enough. You can't really argue with it. It's just a shame for the for the fans that they're getting dragged back into it. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's better better for us, I guess. Yeah, it does help. I, we always talk about dragging teams into this into relegation battle. Not ideal, but I don't care. <laughs> as long as we stay up, I don't care if the rest of the division gets 20 points to go from from our point of view, we want to stay up. Yeah. Um, two, uh, two different points here. Nicholas Scumor's right. If they broke the rules, then it is what it is. They deserve it. John Morell says, really do feel for reading in this. Every signing that they've made since last season had to be approved by the EFL. Yet the EFL are claiming that they failed the business plan. Financial fair play simply doesn't work. Yeah, I think I admit we don't know the details of it. We will wait for it. I'm not going to leave too much detail in it because it's another football club, but it's it's confusing, to be honest with you. Well, I mean, we've had a two-week international break, and we're saying that this and and this this uh, suspended points deduction has been known about for however long, uh, well, for for at least a season because it was imposed at the back end of last season. Um, the fact that the AFL have suggested or accused Reading of not sticking to the business plan was announced in an EFL statement a month or two ago, some, oh, wow. some, something like that, maybe a month, six weeks ago. Um, and and yet we, we're now looking at a points deduction around about the same time almost as their first game after a two-week break kicks off. Mm. It, 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 what have they been doing? They've been checking what happened at our game. Oh, sorry, of <laughs> course. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're in the water, aren't they? Um, it, 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 I mean, just, if you're going to do it, do it. Get on with it. But it seems like, uh, you know, this is timed. It's timed to be imposed at the worst possible moment, if you like. Yeah, I think, I think know, it's so to make an impact as possible. Yeah, within 24 hours of a game kicking off. Yeah. It, why? What what is it doesn't make any sense, and and I agree with John the the, the financial fair play um, uh, regulations whatever you want to call them are clearly not fit for purpose. They're clearly not fit for purpose because clubs because clubs are getting round them, 
And then it's taking the EFL months and months and months of investigation to work out whether or not they have got round them. And then when they do that, they, they, they put a plan in place that a club's got to work to, but then don't monitor that. So they don't know whether the, the club are working to this plan or not or whatever. And then the, it, it, it just, it's a nightmare. It's an absolute nightmare. I do feel for Reading fans. I really do. Uh, it's not their fault that their club has been run the way it's been run. Uh, likewise with Wigan, you know, but as, as you said, as you were right to point out, you know, if it if it gives us a better chance of staying in this division, then you've got to be mercenary about it and say, tough. Um, you know, we've been through it. We've been through this this hellish situation of having points deductions and points on, on points deductions on points deductions. Um, so we, we know how it feels, but um, it's just, it's just the, the timing of it is bizarre, yeah. uh, but good for us, I suppose. Mm. Mm. Yeah, uh, Joanne Simpson says I can imagine it affect morale. Reading probably. Um, it might have taken. Don't else It might have taken a bit longer because if it's gone to independent panel, because Reading would have contested it. Which if they've been if they've been in breach if they've, they've been told they've been breach of something that they've been told they've stuck to by the EFL, then I can imagine why they've um, contested it. But we will see. Again, that that it might happen on the day of the game, which would be pretty bad, uh, pretty uh, poor by the EFL. Well, the, the bottom line with this is, as, as supporters of, of, of football clubs up and down the country, what we ask for is some transparency. You know, what have they done? There's no reason why we can't, as supporters, or it can't be made public specifically what they've done in what way have they breached it. Yeah, and you know, be open with 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 people because all it does is breed by not being so. It just breeds speculation. And speculation mm. just breeds more it, speculation, it, and it just gets further and further away from what actually is hap- what's actually happened. I've just read as to why they're getting the points deduction. Uh, supposedly, they've offered too much money to certain players in terms of wages and um, um, sk- like bonus schemes and overheads, um, and then basically the EFL don't think that they can pay that or something along those along those lines. Imagine um, it's Tom Yeah. If Paul just playing his pain is done too much, we just call yeah. it a point of deduction. <laughs> yeah, that'd be But according to their like, it's something to do with based on their revenue, uh, they shouldn't be pay- paying those mm. players that much. So where have they got the money from, kind of thing? Yeah. Uh, if if yeah, it's a bit bit so a bit of sympathy in that regard because if it it just seems like they've just been too generous. Um <laughs> but you know, who knows? It might be something a bit more um, violent, well, violent than that, uh, mm. so to say. So you know, well, we'll you, you, it'll come out surely. Yeah, uh, Nicholas Skimmer says, should there be this many problems with clubs in this league? Even the top two teams in this league have have had their trouble. Then there's Wigan, Reading, Huddersfield, the close to administration. That's true, but Huddersfield takeover has now been done. Uh, this league is massive, yet most teams are in trouble. Yeah, we talk about it being one of the best leagues in the world in terms of competitiveness. But at the same time, it's one of the most it's the, the league's a joke, isn't it? From from a from a regulatory point of view and how clubs are actually run. Again, it's a bit of a joke. It's it's best of one world, worst of the other, I, I suppose. It's it's a it, it's confused because you're so you're so close to the Premier League and this kind of this golden um era for your club that I think a lot of owners get carried away and just think mm. 
if I like Nottingham Forest, they spent so much money yeah. and brought in so many players that if they stay in, in if they stay in the Premier League, they'll get that money back, and then it's 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 profit, it's an investment. Um, but a lot of teams like Huddersfield, like Wigan, like Reading, they put the money in, they invest, it doesn't turn out, and then and then they're in you know they're in trouble. Um, and it happens for too many teams, and some some teams it comes off like Forest, other teams it doesn't like Wigan. Uh, and I think it's just the case of that they're so close to to Premier League and to to these riches. Um, that they just did the kind of head loss and, and just put all their money in, which is, yeah. I think, a testament to Tony Stewart as, as he's not done that. You know, we're in a, I, th- I like to think that we're in a good financial si- situation, but after seeing the North Macedonia stuff, you never know. Kieran <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maguire talks about it very well, as he, as he generally does about owners buying clubs in the, in the championship and gambling, because if you go up, it's 135 million quid or whatever. So why mm. would you not put, 50 million quid or whatever it might be because yeah. you're going to double your money or whatever and you've got a what, one in eight chance of getting promoted in theory. Yeah. Um, but obviously, that's not a great way to look at it. But anyway, uh, Troops Travels Romans says, think about this man of 17 at Don Valley, Mick. It says, stop trying to sneak up if we aren't good enough to stay up. I don't care how we stay up, to be honest with you. I don't I'll care how we stay up. I'll sneak just... up. I'll sneak up. I'll run up shouting. I don't care. <laughs> not interested. You know, it, it makes no difference to me because you stay up, it allows you that time to consolidate uh, and improve and continue to improve. If we're not good enough, we will go down. You know, it's just, it's as simple as that. Whether there's point deductions or otherwise, we will go down if we're not good enough. But if we're able to stay up, it allows us to develop, which is an ongoing process. Um, and we're doing better this season than we did in the last seasons that we've been up here. So the, the process, the, the development is there. It's just very, very slow. Um, so, I, listen, I don't care how we stay up. I'm not interested. Genuinely, I'm not. I'm not interested. No, I'm not. Um, even if we have to cheat Cardiff out of, out of three points, who cares? <laughs> we make it rain again when we're losing one nil. Exactly. <laughs> um, John Mel, he's right. Biggest issue is parachute payments, which forces the gamble. Yeah. yeah. It does. But anyway, batch again, that'll be 24, 40 hours. We'll know that, which we'll put another <laughs> place. Before the weekend starts, we will move up a spot, which is cool. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Great news. Um, right, on to some actual football that's actually happening at the weekend. Uh, a sellout away end at, I think it's the MKM Stadium now, or I can't remember now. Hull. Um, are going to be a tough game. No wins there since 1996, as far as I can see. So no win at the new stadium, ever. Um, Tom, it's going to be tough. Hull are a, similar to similar to Coventry, really. I think I think they're a proper championship team. They mm-hmm. have improved significantly since we played them, which is terrifying since they battered us really at home. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be very very tough to get anything out of there. Um, 
but they aren't unbeatable. This is not Burnley playing, so it's tough, but something is still doable to get out of there. Yeah, it, it depends which team turns up. Is it going to be the team that can roll over Blackburn or or, or, or beat Sunderland, or is it the team that you know struggles against um, Cardiff, for example, or yeah. you know you know that those kind of performances? So if 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 we turn up and with a consistent um, kind of forward forward thinking team that we can be, then it'll be an interesting game. It'll be a good game. Um, but if we if if we come to, if we come to the game thinking um, you know, well, thinking that they're the better side, and that you know, we, we we might we might roll over, and it might be a bit of a um another you know four goals shipped against us. Then who knows? But I like I like to think that the first team's going to turn up, and we're going to actually compete because as long as we compete in every game, then you can't you know you look back at the end of the season, and you think, well, we couldn't have done much more in these games. But it's it's the games where you think. Wow, did like we deserve to lose that? And the, that's that's the troubling aspect with Rotherham is that we're so inconsistent. Some of the displays from some of the players as well. So, um, but yeah, I, I think after a bit of a break as well, um, I think fatigue was starting to kick in. So hopefully, it'll be a lot. Um, you know, well, hopefully, hopefully the first team turns up. So I, I, I like to think it'll be a competitive game. Hmm. Just look at their wins now. They seem to have a bit of a. I don't know if the flat track bull is the right phrase, but the the, the the only teams they've really beat is Wigan, Blackpool, us, Cardiff twice, uh, Wigan twice, Birmingham earlier in the season when they were poor, QPR when they were dreadful. Um, <laughs> they pick up some some maybe wins you'd expect, Mick, and maybe that's where they were. I mean, their, their start to their season was really bad, um, and, and like John says in the comments, they've massively improved under a senior, but. Only one win in their last eight, I think it is. One win in their last eight. So again, we shouldn't be. This is another team. We maybe see this against Reading. We shouldn't be scared going there because it's it's a winnable game. I don't mean we're going to win it. Yeah, it, it, it is. But for me, they were the by by a country mile the best team that we've played down at New York Stadium this season by by some distance. I can't think of anybody any any team that we've played so other than them that they come even close. You know, um, but that was a one-off performance, and their their league position and subsequent results have proved that that was probably a one-off performance. Um, it depends which Rotherham United turn up. If it's the Rotherham United that's played in the last three or four games, we're going to get absolutely battered, no question. We will, well, we will lose whether whether it's a battery or not is another matter. But if it's the same team that's that's turned up in the last three or four games, uh, we ain't we ain't getting we ain't getting anything out of it. Um, if it's a team that plays with energy and presses and, uh, and, and 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 sort of attacks the game, then then it's a winnable game. No 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 doubt about it. Um, Hull have got nothing to play for. They're safe from relegation. There's there's no way they're going to get anywhere near the playoffs. Uh, they're 13 points away with nine games left. It's just it's just not going to happen. Um, so uh, hopefully they'll be on the beach even at this early stage. Uh, they won't be clearly. They'll want the points, but um, we need to. We need. We need them more than they do, and we've got to play like that. And and I just worry that I worry whether we're going to be able to do it. But this is it. This is. I mean, this this podcast is the start of the most important part of the season. Probably the most important part of the last two or three seasons. Uh, mm-hmm. So two seasons, because. This is massive um, for, for 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 a club of our size and for for Rotherham United itself and its 
longer term development, staying in this division is as important as it was getting in it in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these nine games are are absolutely vital. Mm. Yeah, they are. Um, Josh is right at the point. Like last time we played, they had, we had three at the back when he started. It was very, very early days of Taylor's reign. Might have been second or third home game for Taylor. It was, it was really, early, really early on. And I think they had a caretaker manager as well. Rossini hadn't been, hadn't taken charge yet. So we're going to be seeing a very different hull. I mean, Dawson, Andy Dawson, something like that. I can't, I can't remember now. But something. They were, they were very good. Um, Seri uh, in the middle was excellent that day. He absolutely ran the show. So that's something you've got, you've got to look out for because he's he, he should be fit as far as I'm aware. Um, but yeah, um, Keena should be back. Nicholas Skibon, Keena is back, which is great news. Bit of TU news is that Keena will be is ready to go. Something doesn't break down between now and Saturday three o'clock. Keena will be ready to go for this from the sounds of it. We're ready to start, which is massive. Mm-hmm. Ollie Rathbone may be available for the squad. I'd be amazed if Ollie starts because he hasn't trained. He may train Friday. Uh, but even if he's in squad, Tom, if you can start with Keener and get a proper midfielder and have Ollie to come on for 20, even 20 minutes, just to yeah. give that extra bit of, if game's in balance, mm. Ollie's the type of player to, to bring on and just lift everybody for a little bit. The fans, the players, everything. Yeah, no, I agree. You got given the captaincy for a reason, surely. So it must be that behind the scenes, he does a lot for the team. Um and it's just good to have him back in general, even if he doesn't play against Hull and it's, it's too early for him. You know, this run, these runner games that we've got, like Mick said, it's, it's, it's crunch time now and having him in for that for this, you know, this run is is, is mm. crucial. Um, and, you know, Ben Wiles is on the grass training as well. I mean, he's obviously a bit of a way off, but, you know, having the, having these players coming back from injuries is a big positive. Um, and that's how we should see it, you know, as a positive. We... Although I agree with Mick and that we have been poor these last three games, you know, we're starting to get players back. We're starting to, you know, this is the time where we need to really turn turn it on and play like how we can do. So I think if we do, we'll be competitive with any team in this um, in this league. Um, and that's all we need, just a bit of consistency, just to keep it, just to keep it going until the end of the season. Uh, yeah, Keane is massive. Um I know he's only played one sub appearance for us, but he, yeah. he looks he looks he looks a proper player. Um, so yeah, um, that should be good. Uh, and then obviously we we all know about Ollie, so yeah, that that's going to be amazing as well. Yeah, uh, Josh and Josh will get ahead of himself. He thinks Wiles will start. Um, I mean, now yeah, I feel. <laughs> nobody asked about Ben Wiles in the in the, in the press conference or whatever. Mm. Nobody asked anything about Ben Wiles, so I suppose he could be. Um, I don't think he will be, but we can dream, can't we? If we've got, mm. like, got Seri, uh, not Seri, bloody hell, Wiles, Akina, and Rathbun all in the match day squad would be mm. would be brilliant. It'd be just a lift. Wiles is a, just almost a new signing, Mick. I mean, how lot of time he's been at. It's like a signing mm. in, in almost in April. In, well, it would be in April, yeah. It'd be, mm. it'd be so good. I mean, I'd love to see Ben Wiles back, and I don't know how close. I don't know how close or otherwise he is. But the, yeah, to, to put that that midfield out, that's actually a midfield, which is what we've been missing yeah. for the last three games. We haven't had a midfield um, uh, to, to all intents and purposes. Um, so I, I don't know how far Ben is off. I cannot see him starting on Saturday. No. I cannot. I'd be very surprised even if he's on the bench, to be honest. We'd want him to start, but I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, and I'm absolutely with you 100% there, Josh. Um, I, I don't think he's going to be ready yet. Um, but he's crucial. He is crucial to this running for me. Um, 
So we, we just have to wait and see. But I'm, I'm, like I said, I'd, I'd love to see Keane start. I've I, 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 I wanted to see something of him, obviously, since he came. And we, did, we didn't see very much of him at Blackpool, where he's the only, only appearance he's made. Um, I, I think he's a promising... Uh, a promising player, so uh, I just, I just want, I just need, we need something in the middle of the park. We need something in there. That's where we've been missing one of the key parts of the things that we've been missing, other than the the, the actual tactics as well, which have been, for me, in my view, my view as a supporter, and that's all, uh, mm. not, not not right. Mm. Yeah, uh, Joe Bloggs, I think, I think as a whole fan, he says, whole, t- whole City have had lots of injuries this season, so hard to find some consistency. He mentions that Tete and Christie are out, but yeah, Seri is fit. John Rell, Seri is a fantastic player, but I'll be amazed if he's on anything less than 35k a week. He was on 70 at Fulham last season, reportedly. They were a championship yeah, team. On so. what, sorry? He was on 70. At Fulham in the Champions last year, he was reportedly on 70k a week. Reportedly. 70 quid a week? That's impressive. We can't afford to pay that. Yeah. It's not a level playing field, mate. Yeah. Josh, a Dolphin Rathbone Wiles. He's a dream midfield three. Yeah, we can dream. So, what do we think then, Dan and Tom? Sorry, because. Coventry's probably going to start because Coventry mm. has been starting. Whether we like him to or not, mm. people people obviously have their opinions on Corner Coventry. He's mm. probably going to start. Mm-hmm. To me, your Dolphin's probably going to start because mm-hmm. <laughs> we're lacking. Unless Rathwell and Wiles are fully match fit, he's going to start. Mm-hmm. And then you're sort of saying, right, you've been keener in because he's a proper midfielder, or do you yeah. try and keep Fosso as a central as like a central player? And then maybe you know to move Fergie around or, or Chew around. It's I, I feel like we need midfielders. If you want to play three midfield, you've got to put three midfielders in there. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's tough because if Fosu has had that game against Sunderland and we all thought, wow, if, if we just give him this free roll, then he can cause some serious damage. But since then, he's done not much in the middle. He's mm. clearly a very good player, probably the best at our club technically. Um, and he can create some, you know, something from nothing. But he, he is a winger playing centre mid, and it, it kind of kind of see it, um, you know. Um, especially when you know you watch these these last three games, you can kind of see he looks a bit lost. Um, so putting him out wide, who, who you drop? Uh, it's probably Ferguson because he's a left winger, um, which would be you know harsh. But there's clearly something wrong with this team for the last couple of games. So changing some, you know, changing personnel might have to be the thing. Um, but then when you say, you know, bringing, you know, Lindsay's unfortunate not to start. I, th- I think whenever he comes on, then, you know, definitely, there's definitely a change in tempo and a change, you know, more aggression in that midfield. So do you, do you, do you put Keener in and then drop a Dolphin and put Lindsay in? Or do you, you know, it's, 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 it's tough, but it's good that we're having these debates though, because, you know, you know, some seasons you, you wouldn't, you know, it'd be a box standard three and you think, well, if one of them gets injured, then, you know, there's there's no hope <laughs> but now we're thinking we can actually tactically change it which is good and i think it's a testament to um uh to taylor and the personnel he's brought in um so yeah uh you have to see um but but yeah it's it, yeah um i personally start fossil on the wing just because even against watford he, he looked a bit more more dangerous than in his in first start i think it was he got an assist and should have scored um so I, I'd personally go for that and then have a little bit more bite in midfield. Um, 
So yeah, but but again, you have to see whatever Taylor picks. You're gonna just have to mm-hmm. agree with him. He he knows the players best. He knows what what Hull are gonna be like. Um, so yeah, but I, I I'd like to start Keener and Adolphin, um, and then bring Lindsay on if it's if it's if it's looking dire in that midfield, um, mm-hmm. just to bring a bit more energy. Yeah, yeah, Josh. So we are playing a four-two-three-one. Yeah, yeah he, he's playing a central man attacking midfielder. For me, that's fossil. He obviously can play that way because it was very, very good against Sunderland, Nick. It was very, very good against Sunderland. But in every other game, he's just got swamped in that midfield. He hasn't got anywhere near the physicality to play that to play that central role. For me, Um, he also holds him for ball far too long for a central player as well. That 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 causes us a lot of problems in losing the ball in the centre of the pitch. Um, For me, I'm Tom. He goes out left hand side. You take Ferg out. Great sub to bring on. Um, and then it gives you a, a, bit, a bit more. I'd, I'd play a dolphin a bit further forward. I'd, I'd, put, I'd put a dolphin as almost as if you want to play the central attacking midfielder, put a dolphin there, put Lindsay and Connor Coventry as, as you're sort of sitting too. That that makes more sense to me than Foster at the minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, it depends. It depends. I, I, I like that. The idea of the 4 2 3 1. I'd be looking at Coventry and, um, and a dolphin sitting, and then you've got Keener in the middle, Foster mm-hmm. left, oh, Benny right, and then Hugo yeah. up front. Um, so it allows you to play, you know. It allows two of the uh, two of those attacking um, midfielders to drop back into uh, possession, or even or even all three. So um, we'll have to wait and see where it, where it depends, I guess, on the fitness, doesn't it? As well, yeah. Uh, you know, you could swap you could swap uh, a Dolphin out for Lindsay because Lindsay's obviously got that more sort of battling um, uh, attitude towards the game. Um, more sort of Ali Rathbone-ish than, uh, than a Dauphin is. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see. Um, again, we don't know anybody, whether anybody's picked up any knocks while they're in on international duty. Um, no, Chio, no. particularly, obviously, he's played he's played a couple of games, hasn't he? Mm. Uh, or almost one and a half games, mm. but one against against France. So, you know, it's um, it depends. depends on whether there's any knocks there. But it's, it's 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 how we approach the game that's key, you know. We've got the players. We've got the, we've got the players with the ability to do it. There's there's no question about that in my in my view. Um, it's 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 the attitude and the and and how the manager wants us to play the game. And if he wants us to be passive, we're gonna get we're gonna get walked over because we've been passive in the last few games and we've just been walked on. So that 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 for me is just is, is probably the most important part of it. Hmm. Uh, John Morell says you've simply got to want it more. If there isn't the effort or fight against a team we know to play for, it'll be worrying. This was the yeah. thing against Cardiff that yeah. they, they wanted it more than us for forty-eight minutes. Hmm. Um, we've got to be doing better than that. It, it, like, yeah, we've got to be doing better than that definitely. Hmm. Um, Phil says fossil to replace Fergie out left. It's where he was doing most of his damage. I agree. Keener can't be match fit, surely. I, I, I would be amazed if he plays 90, but if yeah. you can get 60, 70 minutes out of him, that gets that in the engine for the for the Easter weekend, next weekend, when you've got two games mm-hmm. in four days. Um, so I think it's really important that he plays as many minutes as possible, just so he's ready, basically. Um, True Travel Robert says, Wilds had one good game at Sheffield United and not been great prior to the injury. Are we, and I suppose it brings up a point, Tom, on Ben Wilds, are we potentially putting loads and loads of pressure on a guy who's not necessarily performed at this mm. level, or has yeah. he performed after post Burnley? 
post when he when he properly got going again. And mm. then it's tough because I, I think we've said it before where it's it's a similar to Chio because we know they can play so well. We we expect that every time they step out onto the pitch and you think, well, if they don't go to these exceedingly high expectations, then then they're then they're poor. And I think mm. at some points, yeah, I, I was, you know, I think Wiles was droppable in, in certain games. Um, definitely um, towards the start of the season, he wasn't really showing that prop like that that attacking nuance that we knew he, we knew he could do from last season. Um, but then again, you you look at last season and you look at the quality he had. Um, and I know it's a step up into the championship, but if he's if he's still got that quality in him, he's, he's still mm. a fantastic player. He makes those line breaking runs that not many of the other midfielders can do. Um, Adolphin does it quite well, but the issue with him is that he, he's a bit when he gets the ball, he's a bit um, yeah. clumsy, I guess is is the word. Um, whereas Wiles is a bit more, you know, technically uh, adapts to that both footed. Um, and I just think I, I think he offers I think he offers something that um, the other the other midfielders don't. Um, in that he does make those runs off the striker, and he does make them. Um, uh, you know, well, he, I, I, I really like him as a player, um, but I do agree with the statement that he has he wasn't brilliant before the injury. But then, you know, there were a couple games when you thought, okay, this is this is the Ben Wiles that we know. Mm. Um, and if you give him minutes, uh, he can only really um, get better and get to that standard again. Um, and I, pers- I personally think that since he's been injured, we we have missed him. Um, mm especially those games post the World Cup uh, where we just had nothing really in midfield and we were getting walked over almost. Uh, it would have been good to have a player like him in there because he does the defensive duties well. Um, but going forward, he's, he's he's a really, you know, creative player. Um, so, yeah, but but we'll have to see. I, I, do, I do think we put way too much pressure on him though because he's still only, what, 23, 24? Yeah, something like that, yeah. And he's captain or, or yeah. vice-captain. And he's expected to be our best player every time he plays. It's 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 tough. Um, he's definitely got it in him, uh, but mentally, maybe a bit, you know, maybe a bit too much pressure. Um, mm. So yeah, we're just, we're just gonna have to see. He's had a, he's had what six, what, four months it's out. Yeah, yeah. four ish months out as well. So he's not gonna be match fit immediately. I, I don't expect to see the best of Wiles until next season, personally. Yeah. Um, but but we will. I think he's a good player, and I think we need, we'll we'll need him towards the end. Is it written for a Georgia Kelly style script for him to come on the last, <laughs> last game to secure survival? Every game's written for a Georgia Kelly <laughs> scream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It also fits me this new system, Mick, with a with a with a with a, with a, with a midfielder really tight forward, really high high. That also suits Ben Wiles. Ben mm-hmm. Wiles, we've best best we see of Ben Wiles is further forward. With less yeah. responsibility defensively, so this yeah. is also I think where I'm keen is because this system looks like it's going to suit him. Mm. Yeah, hundred percent, absolutely. So you've, you've essentially got two players there who can can perform that that role, mm. assuming that they are fit. So oh, yeah. that's uh, that's that's that that's we're just, look, we're, we 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 kind of speculating again, aren't we, in terms of. Um, in terms of in terms of fitness and and everything else, the, the, these two players are going to be key to us as our as 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 Ollie Rathbone and and the other players coming back for injury. The more we get back, the more important it is because 
we've been woeful in that central central area for the past yeah. four or five, well, three or four games. So the more we can get back in there, the better, really. So it gives it allows him some flexibility um, to, to to kind of rearrange that centre four or five, mm. if you like. Yeah. Um, Josh Nisman said, I can see him going two up top with Kelly and Hugel. Obviously, that's how he ended the Cardiff game for those three minutes in the second half with, with Kelly coming on. The problem with that is that we then lose a midfielder. You, you then lose that, cent- that central attacking midfielder becomes a striker, which is which then lo- leaves us a, a little bit lightweight in the midfield. Um, at some point, I think we will see that. I think we'll see a start of two strikers. I don't think the whole of the game, I think their midfield is probably too strong for us to try that. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. The next question comes really defence, Tom. Bailey Wright, obviously, he's done a lot of travelling. Um, he's been to and from back to and from Australia. Um, well, they finished playing on Tuesday morning, our time. Um, would you start him at the central two? The, the other option really is Tyler Blackett um, mm. to, to come in and move Humphreys across. Would you be happy with Bailey Wright getting the nod? Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, Again, it's down to him and the manager because I think he'll be honest and say, "Look, I'm feeling a bit fatigued. It's probably not, you know, ben. depending on character, he will definitely want to play. But if Taylor sees that maybe he's a bit, you know, weary and whatnot, I, they posted a, a training video today and it didn't look like he was there. No. He probably he might have been, I don't know, but it didn't look like he was, you know, at, obviously there. But with, you know, with, I think Blackett's a, you know, a, a sensible defender who can probably do, you know. A, a, a decent job. I mean, I, I love Cam Humphreys. I think he'll, whoever plays next to him, I think he'll be the, the star defender. Um, so it's just about who you want to partner him up with, maybe having a bit of pace because I, I'm not sure who their striker is, but uh, Esther Pinder. or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. He seems like a quite a quick player rather than a physical player. So maybe that will suit uh, Blackett a bit more. He seems to have a bit more pace than Bailey Wright. Plus, Wright has been travelling, like you're saying. So it, it, it's, you know, it's it's I think it's I think Taylor will know the players better than we know them. Um, yeah. So I think it's just based on that personally, because I think I think the other two is going to be Kielder and Peltier, isn't it? So mm. I think the fullbacks are pretty much sorted. Um, but I, I'd be happy with either, and I wouldn't argue with either. If I saw right in the squad, I wouldn't. You know, it's absolutely fine either way. Yeah. Um, John Morell says you need somebody physical against the the guy we just mentioned. I'm not going to try to say his name again because he's a big lad. For me, that says right. Bailey Wright is, is I think, a better. I I haven't seen him enough how black to say that to be honest with you, but I think Bailey Wright seems a bit better at the big man role, even though he's not big. No, he's not particularly big himself. I feel like he is. He can do that role. Other than the the two corners, they kept Andy Carroll really quiet at, at Reading. Mm. Um, the corners are a different conversation because I don't think we're going to want to market him. But out in in the normal defensive role, I thought he did quite a good job. So maybe that's. Um, mm. Why, Palmer? Why do they call it a nod? Do managers pick their team by <laughs> nodding at the players who are playing? I don't know. It's an interesting question. Um, I'll ask Mick, but he'll, he won't care. So, <laughs> um, the next question comes. Then comes Mick. Bailey Wright. Let's let's. I think Bailey Wright will start. To be mm. honest with you, I think I think we're mostly in agreement with that. And the left back then becomes a question. Yelder was rightly dropped for the Cardiff game because his, his game against Preston was poor, so he was rightly mm-hmm. dropped. Tyler Blackett came in and did okay, not special. He wasn't bad, but he wasn't that good. Um, 
you then go right, you go Yelder, who has that special performance in him, which is in it, he's really a very, very good player. Or do you go sort of maybe a bit more solid and like like it's experienced, stick with him? I suspect he might go for the experience. Mm-hmm. Um given the given the situation that we're in and the the the, the need for points. So um I personally I'd go, I'd bring Hilda back because mm-hmm. he can give you it gives you it gives you a number of options and defensively he's been he's been very, very good other than and on that Preston game and probably the back end of the game prior to that as well, where he sort of his form started to drop off a little bit. But in the main he's been excellent. So uh, but again it depends on on the international um the, the were there any fallouts from the international uh, international break. I, I I'd be surprised if Billy Wright is going to be fit enough to play after a 38 hour or 30 hour flight back from from Australia. Um, I, I I question whether that would be the right decision. It, it's a difficult if it's a difficult one. I'd be looking at Cam Humphries and, um, and and Blackett in that central role and uh, Hilder out on the left and um, and Peter Kiosa on the right. Personally, that'd be my not Peltier. My shout or Peltier, but. I think Kioso gives you just as much. In fact, I think Kioso gives you more than mm. Lee Peltier does. Um, the only thing that Pelts brings is the experience. Yeah. Um, as an attacking force, he, he has absolutely no desire to put ball in box, does he? True. <laughs> He's not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't overlap, does he? Which I think <laughs> he would do. And I think Og- Benny always against two men. It's a bit mm. of a uphill battle, whereas if Kyoso overlaps and takes one of them away, then it's a 1v1 and we've seen how Benny can blitz a defender 1v1. Mm. So then, does he play better because of that? It's, it's you know, getting into the tactical side of it, you know, but then yeah. Pelletier gives you four, or, or almost four centre-backs uh, uh, across the back four, which yeah. again, defensive stability. Um, mm. Who knows? Yeah. I, I, I know Kyoso though, personally. <laughs> it must be said. Yeah, I'll try and see. No, Wes? No. He needs a break from some clowns on social media as well. So, mm. lay low, let's for a bit, bring mm. you back to end of season celebrations. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's do predictions then. Tom, do you want to start us off? What's the uh, what's the score line Saturday afternoon? Uh, I'm gonna go, <sighs> I've got to go positive. I'll go 2 1 Rotherham. Come on, I like it. We're going to come from behind for the first time and win, or we're going to stay ahead and win? Tune them up and then make it difficult for ourselves. Oh, yeah. It's never <laughs> easy. Yeah. Uh, Mick? I, I have to be realistic about this. I think we're going to lose 1 0. Yeah. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> what I might do is I might put a bet on us losing because I never, ever win. So, um, yeah. I'm going to. Reverse your pick, Tom. I, I I don't know why I'm really, I'm feeling really negative about any getting anything out of it. I may be <laughs> pu- pushing Hull too high up in my head. I don't know, um, but I just can't see us getting up from the and our record's horrific there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I knew you two say losses, so that's why I had to go for it. <laughs> <laughs> First day, oh yeah, <laughs> I like it. Uh, Russell Ernst says two 0 to the Millers. Harvey Collins says two one to the Millers. Uh, Nicholas Skidmore says one one. Uh, John Hell says he says he thinks one one, but it's probably going to be two one to them. Uh, Powermad says two one to the Mighty Millers. Sean Green says one one. Jamie says four nil. Why not? Understand? I get it here. Yeah. 
Josh Hinsliff says a Hugo 1-1 Hugo penalty uh, for the 37 minutes. Kim Haywood 1-0. Sarah Ogden says 2-0 to Hull. We will see. Um, I said this run is massive. <laughs> Nine games, six weeks, seven weeks. Uh, seven, probably seven points. Probably seven. Definitely ten. Mm. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. Uh, we'll have a look, see what happens. And then we've got the Easter weekend next week, which again is a can be a key weekend in the season, the Easter weekend. Pick up four points, you're sailing. If you pick up zero, then you're, in, you're probably in bother. Mm. So we'll see how that goes as well. Anything else that we need to mention, talk about today? I feel like we've talked about six million different things today. I think you highlighted in the comments about this um, 3pm blackout mm. uh, earlier on. Uh, someone mentioned... Uh, I can't remember who it was. I mentioned it in the comments. Yeah, I can't remember. I've got I've ticked, I've, un, I've unticked them all now. Sorry. Um, yeah. So the report is that the zone are bidding. Everybody's bidding. The zone, Viaplay, Sky Sports, BT, or changing mm-hmm. the name. Everybody's bidding for EFL rights. Most of them want to get rid of the three pm blackout. It's a touchy subject. Very very touchy subject. Some people are vehemently in defence of the three pm blackout. Some people want to see it go away, really, really want to see it go away, and other people are in the middle. Um, Tom, for or against the 3pm blackout? For- um, well, the whole point of it is to raise attendance, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. So I think in regards to that, I think we'd be all right. I think kind of upper-end teams would be all right. Um, but when you're looking at League 2, bottom end of League 1, where the attendance isn't great already... Um, and then you're saying where well, you can pay a tenner a month, and we'll put it on. We'll put every game on, for, you know, for you know, however, yeah. Um, then less and less people are going to go. So in that regard, you're probably against it. I mean, the thought of having three pm kickoffs and not having Gillette Soccer Saturdays is a, uh, you know, so it's, it's a weird thought. Um, maybe they can trial. God knows. I, I'd. Personally, I'd say keep it as it is because I don't think many people have an issue. With, there's no, there's no big hurrah on Twitter. Dare I say it? That everyone, you know, you know, oh, why aren't we having three pm kickoffs now? This and that and the other. You, you can get around it, um, you know, um, through certain ways. Uh, I, I'd say personally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was a good thing, but it's looking like that's gonna, ha- it's gonna happen anyway. So. You're just gonna have to see if it doesn't work. I'm pretty sure that they'll that they'll change it because there'll be a big there'll be a big enough um, following to say, look, this isn't right. The, the attendances are dropping completely. Um, teams, clubs are really struggling. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think it's a good thing personally if they if they bring in if they if they take out the blackout. Fair enough. I'm opposite. I want. I think it's. I think the the blackout's pointless and outdated. Most people know how to get around it. No, most people know if they want to watch a game of football, they can watch a game of football. All you're really doing is forcing people to choose what is it, what is an illegal route. Yeah. Make it illegal, and 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 the clubs aren't benefiting from that. The clubs are not benefiting from these people watching because it's going over to the people who organise the streams. The club are losing out revenue anyway. So doing it this way will cause. I mean, the, the question comes on the really, really lower leagues. Yeah, your, your national, you know, below the national, well below the national league. That's where the question comes. But but if you can finance that some way if you can, you know, solidarity payments type thing. Mm. Then, it, then that goes away as well. Um, this won't be the last we hear of it. Mick, just briefly your thoughts. 
I, I, I don't know anything about this company, but it smells ITV digital to me. Oh, they've, no, they've done a proper. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, you know Eddie Hearn Matchroom, you know, boxing? All right. They're, 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 there's a global thing that's making millions and probably billions from boxing already, so that, mm, I don't yeah. think they'll go away. Well, that's fine. I'm, I'm not sure about this, uh, the, the getting rid of the blackout, the 3pm blackout. Let's see if it works. Let's uh, let's have a trial run with the Premier League. Let them get rid of it and let's see how it works. Yeah, because yeah, 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 that's a good point, actually. Yeah. Well, what they should do is pay loads of money so then you can reduce the match tickets to make it more enticing to go and not charge have you, the, uh, have you seen that one on... I don't know whether this is a Photoshop uh, effort on... Uh, on Twitter about the, uh, that uh, Arsenal ticket. Oh, the 28,000 one? 28,000 euros. I think it's real. Oh I think anyone's going to buy it. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it from various sources, but... Yeah. It, it's, it, yeah. Remarkable scenes. It's because they're going to... They might lift the trophy then. That's the that's the thing behind it, isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Anyway, we'll cover this again, because, again, this, this topic's not going to go away. Right, no. we'll end it there. Thank you all for being with us. Please do subscribe on YouTube if you haven't done already. I think Danny's on about doing a vlog for Saturday, so if you want to subscribe to the vlog. We'll be out probably Sunday, Monday morning when Danny uh, recovers from his hangover from Saturday. <laughs> um, we'll, uh, we'll be back Sunday evening to review the whole game, and then next week, obviously, we'll talk all the previews next week during the Easter weekend, as we always do. Tom, thank you very much for being with us. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure, mate. Oh, uh, yeah, no, it's been great to be back on. Some Yeah, it's been fun. It's a good one. Uh, Mick, no rants or anything. David Webb's referee on Saturday. He's, he, I think he's fine. Yeah, <laughs> good man. Bye, right. <laughs> right, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thank you very much. All the Cheers. Time. See ya. Rebel. Vicious. Brilliant. You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Rotherham United's pathway back to the championship is opening up. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.